0: you're listening to the common fan podcast a husker football podcast for the common fan by the common fan
1: welcome back to the common fan podcast thanks for joining us as always husker nation i am tj burkle with maddie owens senior and geoff in lincoln Quick reminder to follow the podcast on your streaming platform of choice. Follow us on Twitter at, at CommonFanGBR. Send us an email with your questions, comments, or culinary suggestions to CommonFanGBR at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. The Common Fan Podcast is also now on YouTube. So please make sure to find us on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. So you can not only listen, but also watch to see Geoff in Lincoln's mustache in all its glory. (laughs) Uh, Our guest today was a four-year starter on the Nebraska basketball team and was a captain for three of those years. He had 901 career points, 284 career assists, and he started 98 games in his distinguished career. We are, of course, talking about current Husker Hoops radio analyst,
2: Jake Muhlheisen.
1: Jake, thanks so much for joining the Common Fans today. Hey,
2: thanks, guys. I didn't know I was a 99 point short of a 1,000, so thanks for the reminder, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we do
3: what we can. We do what we can.
0: And, we had, and we, we had to have some stats. We know how you love to read stats, Jake. I will read stats for as long as you
2: guys would like, and I know... <laughs> I know I can do a good job of that at least. <laughs> um,
1: Jake, I, I lost to you enough times over the years. I'm happy to remind you anytime that you are 99 points short of a thousand. Right. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate that. Especially
2: talking to three pious guys is kind of scary here. I'll tell you what. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's funny you mentioned that. I wanted to ask you, you know, you had a, a distinguished playing career at, at the division one level. I mean, you're, you're a, a legend, you're a Husker legend, a legend in Lincoln, you know, really very successful in every facet of your life. Is it fair to say that all of your success is the result of having to compete against St. Pius X Central Catholic High School during your high school playing days or maybe
2: 95% of your success? I would say at least 99%, guys. Let's just <laughs> call a spade a Ooh. spade, right? I mean, um, you guys, yeah. Pius, Pius can't decide if they want to be class A, class B, or class C right now. <laughs> at least y'all, at least y'all were as consistent back in the day when you were playing. <laughs> that you were class B, right? That's right. That's right. Yep. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: You know something. Something that probably not many Husker fans know. Going to the Wayback Machine, like the probably earlier mid '90s, is you know long before your your uh, southeast career or Nebraska career, you uh, you had a very successful three on three team called the Bricks. And, That's uh, right. and, I, and I know that because I played against the bricks several times. I don't think we ever got over the hump and got a W against the bricks, but it was you and a Barrett rude and, uh, and a couple of other guys on the bricks.
2: Yeah. Nate Doney and Drew Schultz. That's oh,
1: right. My. That's right. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, when, you know, when you think about it, you got one, you know, future, uh, Husker starter, um, and one future NFL player just on two out of the four guys on the three on three team. That's a pretty solid, solid team.
2: Well, what, and, and don't forget, though, too, when Barrett was twice the size of everybody else, he <laughs> we all weighed 100 pounds, you know, in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, and he was weighing about like a buck 80 and just would bulldoze pure, people. Pure it muscle. Pure if, muscle. If, if it was football or hoops. <laughs> <laughs> so t- not
1: not then, but today, oh, excuse me, today, who would win in a push-up contest, you or Barrett?
2: Oh, Barrett would. Be He's, honest. <laughs> He's like a rabbit. Have you seen him? He weighs he, like two ten and is in shape and works out. Where I don't, he looks <laughs> like he could still
0: still put the pads on play, Jake. I mean, he might be like a strong safety now, but he could still play. Oh, he could still he could still play right now. Problem is,
2: his shoulder is so bad. He don't, I don't think he could catch anything. His shoulder <laughs> only goes to about right, just a little bit of below where it can get to vertical.
1: All right, well, who would win in a three point contest?
2: Oh, I would. Okay, there uh, you he go. Can't so shoot, he can't see. catch. So, so even though
1: even though you were ninety nine points short of a thousand, you would still win in a three point contest.
2: Oh yeah! Have you ever seen him shoot? Like he he couldn't lift his arms above his head. Now <laughs> I would definitely win that one. Now, all right. Ask me golf. He would he would destroy me in golf. Okay. Really? Okay. Oh yeah.
0: You're you're a pretty good golfer, Mule.
2: Yeah, but Rudy's a Rudy's like a two handicap,
0: Dear and God. doesn't
2: miss a fairway. Where I'm like a six and can't find one. <laughs>
3: Remind me not to play with you guys. You're lordy.
0: <laughs> hey, they'd have to give you a lot of strokes, Jeff.
3: That's true. That's true. What are you? What are you, Geoff? I'm a 12. All right.
0: A nine-hole uh, 12.
2: Nine-hole 12. So you want to throw me down for a 24. <laughs> there you go. Make sure you keep that part in there, Matty. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Jake – the uh the Nebraska basketball team starts seven and0 for what? The first time in over 20 years. Yep, 30 years. Uh, excitement and hope are as high as they've been in a long time. Uh, then the Big Red plays probably their worst game of the year in that blowout loss to Creighton. Um, and then of course, about halfway through the Minnesota game, it, it felt like they were they were bouncing back uh, with vigor. Uh, and then, and then the boys, uh, you know, blow a, a fifteen-point halftime lead and end up losing by double digits. Why can't Nebraska fans have nice things? Oh <laughs> man!
2: Well, you guys that are, are like me, where we've grown up in 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 Lincoln, and we're all Husker blowhards. Let's just call a spade a spade, right? Absolutely. And we grew up in the you know in the nineties where. We had some success uh, on the hardwood, and also, obviously, we we're, were pretty damn good in football at that time, right? And I think, you know, you you look at this year, and we go, we all go, guys, dang, we're seven and zero. The hype was there. We're going into, we're hosting, fourteen ranked, fourteenth uh, ranked Creighton, and the place was electric. It was, and it was also, it was almost one of those days where, you know, had we played better against them. It almost we could almost could have said, and let's say we won that game, it almost would have turned Nebraska into an instant basketball school. I mean, we just the 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 people would have jumped on the bandwagon and would have been all in. And then we obviously don't play well. And then you go to Minnesota, you're like all right, we got to bounce back. Don't let that um, carry over to this game uh, on Wednesday uh, this week. And we played our probably our best half of basketball all year. The first half we yeah. yeah. up seventeen with a minute to go in the first half, and you go. You go into halftime up 15 and then we played our worst half of basketball year, which I, I was talking to Pavelka uh, yesterday and going, well, how in the hell did that happen? And it happened right. so fast and this <laughs> snowball went downhill so quickly we could never regain. And, you know, some people, you know, around the office here and talking around town are throwing the talent on this team. But I'm telling you, this team's still really good. And yeah. you, you saw it at, uh, at Sioux Falls with the the Pentagon with, against Oregon State. You saw it in the first half against Minnesota. How do we how do we get more consistent? Because that's our that's our problem. Where you, we haven't had a, a a game where we played really well both halves. We saw first half was amazing at Minnesota. Second half sucked. Um, but I'm not losing faith. I'm I'm still all in.
0: We, we are too. We
2: are yeah, too. You gotta, Jake.
1: gotta be. It's, it's way too early. It's not
2: yeah. it's not like football where one loss will just
1: would just crush you. Like there's, yep. it, it's a it's a it's a lot of peaks and valleys in a basketball season.
3: And Jake, you said consistency was one of the issues that uh they need to look at and address. Are there any other issues you think Oscars need to look into to get back on track and get us back to where we
2: want to be? Yeah, I think I think if you look at just our, our makeup of our roster, I think guys are still trying to find, you know, their roles a little bit. And you um, use use KZ as an example. He was kind of coming in thinking he was going to get, you know, ten or fifteen shots a game. He didn't make a field goal in Minnesota. But we, the guys, just need to accept that you know you might score twenty one game and then two the next, and just as so long as we're winning, who cares? I think they're trying to figure out how to play without without taking a, a high number of shots because you saw in the second half Kaze, he was trying to just kind of force some things up a little bit and get his shots up, and then when he did, he did have an open one, he was so excited he was open, he almost rushed his shot and he couldn't and he couldn't make one, couldn't knock one down. Um, I think they need to get back to that edge defensively too, where um, you saw the last nine games last year when we were I and mean, we weren't supposed to win any of those games. We were, all we cared about was defense, playing physical and hustling. I think we just get back to the basics, the fundamentals. And not worry about scoring. I think we're trying too damn hard on the offensive end. I'm of going. We got to do this here. We got to, you know, dribble handoff here, backdoor cut here. Just focus on the things we can control, and that's playing hard and playing physical. Sure.
0: Well, Jake, we got. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of the guy that likes to flush flush a bad loss and move forward. So looking forward, we've got uh, we've got Sparty coming to town Sunday. Michigan State's coming to town. Uh. Absolutely a traditional power. I mean, Tom Izzo, probably one of the greats of all time. They're coming in at four and four and unranked, but those losses are to Duke, Arizona, Wisconsin. Um, we should be assumed we should assume that it's gonna be a tough one, right? Um, how do you like us matching up with them? How do you like our chances on Sunday?
2: I would have liked them a lot more if we would have won on Wednesday, <laughs> right? I, I,
0: I, 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 say, I
2: say or, or I would have liked them more if Michigan State would have taken care of business at home against Wisconsin, because I mean they're going to come in here. They are ranked fifth to start the year, Ooh. and they're going to come in desperate. We're going to come in desperate, and I mean I think it's just going to be kind of a slugfest. They haven't shot the ball well at all, but every time I say that that a team's shot it poorly, they're going to come in here and make fifteen threes and just absolutely. It's the it's the curse of Nebraska basketball, unfortunately. And uh, but I talent wise, they're <clears> there. <throat> I mean, they're not ranked fifth for, for nothing in preseason polls, but they started off a little rocky losing to James Madison in overtime at their place. Yeah, They just haven't shot it well. I mean, they have the guys that can. Tyson Walker is the guy that's really only shooting it at a consistent clip from from downtown. They had some really good good freshmen. But I will say I'm super – I'm actually excited to play them now in December rather than late February because, you know, you mentioned Matty, Tom Izzo. His team is always kind of suck early, and yeah. Then they get better and better and better as the year goes on, and they're always winning games in March.
0: Yeah, so, and then they're and then they're in the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite exactly. Eight as like yeah, a like, six or seven seed. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's yeah.
2: going well. They're not very good this year, and then they're out, and then their Final Four. Yeah. So I'm glad we're playing them early when they're still trying to figure things out. But Tom Izzo, I guarantee you, he motherf them this week in practice. <laughs> they're going to come in here mad.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah. But well, say. But, but Fred probably a mother after our team too. And we're going to come in here, mad.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, you know, that's a good, uh, we kind of talked about, look, it's early basketball seasons, a little bit more of a mar- marathon versus a sprint, but you know, nobody's better than Husker fans at, at some bedwetting, you know, this, is this, this <laughs> is, uh, this is probably Fred's, you know, best and possibly last, you know, or, you know, like, Chance at getting to March Madness. Like how important is this game Um to like, how badly do they need to win here? And not just for their psyche to get back on track, but for the sake of accomplishing what they want to accomplish this season.
2: Yeah. I I kind of said on Wednesday against Minnesota, that was a must win. And yeah. now this <laughs> one's even a, <laughs> a bigger must win because you know, a couple things, as you mentioned, you don't want to let have a three game losing streak right now. To start, and then you don't want to start off conference over too. You just you just can't. Yeah, and you know, they we have the pieces to do it, but it's a it's a huge game. I think it's you, If you lose this game, um, then you go you turn around and go on the road to K State. So obviously these four games at the start of December were going to kind of be our 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 test to see where this game where this team stands. So. Here's a big one coming to town. I hope the fans show up. I know fans were, you know, left um, last Sunday upset about losing to Creighton, home, the rival. But I hope the fans show up. I mean, a 5:30 game on a Sunday. We need we need a big a big crowd. And I think the, if the if we get back to the basics, I mean, they should have something to cheer for. And I think we can pull off a pull off a win. I, I mean, the Sparty the Spartans are trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. So. Catch them at this time when they're still trying to figure things out and 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 get our first conference win. So, ne- Nebraska, there, ball,
0: there. Nebraska ball fans, yeah. get down to the rail yard at like two three p.m. Yes, get all you know. There's plenty of establishments around there. Get a little get a little lubed up yeah. and Look get ready courage. get ready for Izzo Owens Party. We we need we need all the common fans to be down there and, and be loud. Get yep, get
2: hydrated. It. We don't want fans cramping up in the stands. So get hydrated. Yep. <laughs> <Right>. and, <laughs> and, and and come in there feeling good. That's right. Jake's Jake's putting out the call to all common
1: fans. So uh Husker fans always answer the bell. So uh we
2: have to believe they will again.
1: So Jake, uh, this is your sixth year calling games, right?
2: Is that right? That's a good question. Uh <laughs> yeah, it would be my sixth. my last year, the last year of Tim Miles and all five of of Fred's years, yeah. Okay. So how,
1: what was that like? You know, you're, you play basketball forever, obviously with a lot of success, had you done anything in radio before taking over as the color announcer or what was kind of that transition? Like
2: I mean, zero, I mean, literally when Davison was still doing the color um, he, they asked me to sub in for maybe two, three, four games a year. And especially when the football overlapped hoop season, uh, a lot of times during like the Thanksgiving break, when they were going to Iowa, and the hoops team had a tournament of some sort, I would fill in. So really, I was doing maybe three, four, or five games a year. Yeah. Um, when Davison was doing it, and then when he got um, his real job um, in the athletics office, when Frost got hired, they asked me if I wanted to do it. I'm like, sure. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing, but um, Ken Pavelka and I have, have, have a hell of a good time doing it? <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, that's, you know, we wanted to ask you about that. You know, we, we all were this, we're all the same age here. We all grew up in the same era, listening to Kent Pavelka uh, call, you know, Husker football games and basketball on on the radio, you know, and that was back in the day when only three or four football games were on TV. So you listen to a lot of them on the radio and obviously, you know, he, he called the games for those great Huskers dynasties teams, um, I mean, he, he's as he's as much of a legend as I feel like some of the players we watched in those days. So what what's that been like? I mean, did you know him at all? Or what's it been
2: like to get to know him better, to get to work with him and and all that? I mean, I knew him a little bit prior to, but I just got to know him so well the last, you know, 10 years where he is one of the best dudes around. I think he'll be I think he'll be there, 74 or 75 this year. and. I remember the first road game I did was with Miles subbing in for Davis and I went to uh Rhode Island, right? And he asked me to carry his bags for him. <laughs> and I thought he was joking, but he was serious. And I I, I kindly obliged and but he, I don't think he was doing it to be rude. It was just, hey, he's he's a veteran, he's a he's a legend, and why not ask? So um, but he's a he's a great dude. He absolutely loves Husker basketball. I mean, you should have seen him before yeah. the game. He was probably as nervous as the players were. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I could, I'm being dead serious. I could uh, sense it and, in his voice. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. he takes he takes losses probably harder than some of the players do. I mean, he just <laughs> he lives for this stuff, and I so I so badly want him to call Nebraska's first NCAA tournament win. Same. I, I want to be sitting there with him. Yeah. So hopefully, this can be the year because it'd be so fun to watch him. And just see what his call is.
0: Yeah, how many how many bangerangs and and got it? <laughs> are we going to get from Kent if we if we win a tournament game? I mean, my lord, I he might I pass would say he might pass out. Yeah, or he might. Was it last year? He said he like, was that Minnesota, maybe or somebody last year when he said he might stroke out. He said on the air.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it could have been Ohio at Ohio State, but he he wears an Apple Watch, and I bet. It happened at the Creighton game. It, it it alerts him. The emergency alerts think that he's fallen down because he's going so crazy that his emergency alert goes off on his watch. It's probably happened. It probably happened five times last year. It's happened once so far this year.
3: Get that oh, wow. man a life alert necklace for <laughs> <No>. sure. <laughs> uh, you can't deny his enthusiasm. That's for sure. Um, is the dude just chugging Red Bulls before games, or is he mainlining Five Hour Energy? Is he always like that, Jake? Outside oh, of games. Hey
2: always and i don't think you yeah. would want to give him the give him caffeine he drinks coffee <laughs> in the morning but i don't want to give him anything more before a game i got he, you <laughs> uh he doesn't need he doesn't need any more energy than he already has
0: well jake you uh you told us the the carrying the bag story you got any other kp stories any gems for us that can be can be shared over a public forum such as this
2: now I, I have good stories, but none that I should probably share. And it's more it's, it. more it's more stories of him telling, you know, life on the road in the 90s during football season. And he okay, has I some see. absolute gems. Now
0: right.
2: um he'll go out. He, he doesn't go out much on the road. He'll come out and meet me for a beer. Um he's uh Kent's probably to 20 years sober so he'll have a soda with me while well, I have a kickback a few beers but um, he's pretty low-key on the road these days
1: Do you still carry his bags?
2: Uh, not anymore <laughs> I make him carry his own <laughs> I've, moved, I've moved past that stage Does Does
1: he want to come on the Common Fan Podcast and tell 90s Husker football stories?
2: Oh, I think he would love that I think he would probably tell all the, oh, yeah. all the stories that, are,
1: hell that yes. are
2: able to be told and not throw anybody under the bus
1: all right. Well, we may a- we may ask for your help with that.
2: All right, I'm in. <laughs> awesome. Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, uh, uh, pivoting a little bit here, um, Jake Mule and I share uh, something. We share a few things in common, but one of the things we share in common, um, it's been a part of Jake's life probably a little bit longer than than me. I'm a little bit of a late bloomer, but uh, maybe my teen years and honor, But we are both big fans of of the greatest for sure the greatest American touring band in history. Okay. Possibly the greatest American rock band of all time.
3: Yes in the S.
0: The good old Grateful Dead.
3: Yep. I thought you were going to say Def Leppard. Damn it. <laughs>
1: not
0: today, Jeff. <laughs> no, not today, no, no, devil. No,
1: Jeff. No Jeff, it's, it's not G. Hansen. <laughs> it's not Hansen, Jeff.
0: We are uh we are Deadheads, Jeff, TJ. Um and I know Jake. I know. I know. Big Mule, your dad uh, was a big Deadhead, so I'm sure that's uh, probably how it got into you. Um, how the affliction got into you. Um, how first of all, how many how many shows has your dad been to? I know you saw the original Grateful Dead a, a number of times. Yep, he's
2: probably been to 75 to 100. Good Lord of wow. the OG wow. Dead, and and I don't know. I don't want to know. Um, any stories from his time at the at those shows right now? Maybe in a few years. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, since uh so so you're probably getting for you to get into it. It's probably you hearing um something your dad maybe played around the house, or you knowing knowing that your dad was a fan of it. Right? Do you do you remember one song specifically, or or maybe a couple of songs that kind of you heard your dad playing or something like that that kind of piqued your interest and you said, I I think I might like that.
2: Yeah, early early on, I mean, if you go to my dad's basement right now, he's probably ha- he probably has, I don't know, a thousand uh, fifteen hundred vinyl records in his basement. And mm-hmm.
3: same with He's life. got
2: these huge clips corner horn speakers that would blow your hair off your head if you if he has him uh has him maxed out. But I remember growing up and I was probably ten, twelve, I, I did I hated the dead. I was like, stop playing this crap. <laughs> once I got to like, I don't know junior senior in high school, I started to actually listen to them and I'll probably see either China cat or Frank Franklin's tower. Those two are the main ones. I kind of go, Oh, okay. And then you start going down the rabbit hole and I am officially a deadhead. fortunately or unfortunately.
0: Yes. No, very, very fortunately. Two well, you, questions there. Jake, okay. Go ahead, Jeff. Up. I got, I got more on the dead, Jeff. Okay. You go I ahead. Just,
3: though. I have something. Your father sounds a lot like mine. We have multiple vinyl records in the basement Two questions. Did your dad ever play music early ass in the morning just to piss you off? Because my yes. dad would blare yes. classic rock in the morning just to upset me. Yeah. Two, <laughs> I try to get my dad to adapt to using like digital technology, like listening to music on like a phone or on a Bluetooth speaker. He'll have nothing of it. It's the sound is not the same as listening to it on a vinyl record, or it's not the same bumping out of like his stereo system receiver speakers. I, I can't get my head wrapped around it. For some reason, his ears think it sounds different in that
2: regard. Hey, same. And and what's funny is he'll play prim, primarily records at home. Very rarely will he ever stream anything at home. Mm-hmm. And so you're sitting at his house and all of a sudden the music stops because the record's over, right? Yeah. And <laughs> now he will listen. Now my brother, my older brother, got him on Spotify. Oh, so my he God. Will, he'll listen to Spotify in his car. But what my gotcha. dad does or he used to do he hasn't done it recently but he would burn a thousand cds and i bet i have three copies of every album of the grateful dead somewhere in my house because <laughs> he just burns all the cds but that's that has since stopped too gotcha
0: yeah no more nobody's burning cds anymore i miss a. I miss a good <laughs> mix a right good mix you don't even you don't need to do it anymore it's kind of sad yeah, we well, might we
1: might need we might need to get Mister Muehlheisen and Mister Langenberg together for some <laughs> you know to compare notes and to listen to some music maybe
0: having spoken with <laughs> having spoken with both of them uh more more Larue Langenberg than than Big Mule I feel I feel like they would get along very well
2: I think that could be a really good bad idea yeah a yeah. really good bad idea <laughs> yes
0: well Jake I know you mentioned uh, I'm not done with the dead yet Jake you mentioned China Cat <laughs> which is one of my personal favorites the China China Rider. Uh, China Cat, Sunflower. I know you, writer. They always played. I know you, writer. After China Cat, um, um, and then and then uh, Franklin's Tower, another great one. But, um, NBA Hall of Famer, well known Deadhead, world traveler, and ambassador for good vibes, Bill Walton, is known to frequently say, "It's all one song." But I want to know from you, Jake Mule, your favorite favorite Live Dead, favorite studio Dead. Um, whatever it might be a few more of your go-tos um, that you have something that something in the dead catalog that you could potentially listen to every single day.
2: Now, are you asking favorite live album, favorite live song or any of, of it? Your-
0: any of uh-huh. it. I've got cause uh-huh. I've got my favorite mass produced live dead and I've got like my favorite more like Dick's picks kind of more of a yeah. big leg.
2: I mean, if I had to pick a song, which is almost impossible. It is. I gotta be, I'm gonna pick two. I'm gonna cheat and pick two. It's either Althea or Jackstra. Okay? Oh yes. Those are probably my top two. Um, and those are probably my and I say that because they're both good studio and both good live. So that was yep. kind of there. If I had to pick um studio album, I'll probably go shakedown street, which people could argue that, but shakedown street was one of my favorite when I was growing up as a kid too um and then live album and i never pronounced this right so don't make fun of me is go to nassau
0: oh yes however the
2: hell you however the hell you pronounce it
0: there's a there's Mm. a great althea on that on that one 19 like 80 i think it is
2: ish yeah you probably know more about it than i do but those are the that's the one the the one live one that big mule burned for me that i listened to over and over
0: that's a great one those are great great picks jake
1: Jake, did you ever listen to the dead to get pumped for a basketball game, or did you keep that separate from your playing career?
2: Uh, no, I never did. It didn't really pump you up a whole lot. <laughs> <I'm> saying, I, <laughs> I, I don't remember see that getting me chapped Maybe, maybe like
1: keep, you, keep you mellow and even, right? Yes.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I'm, dri- I'm cruising around, I'm driving around teammates in my car, and they're listening to the dead, and they absolutely hated it. So it made me <laughs> love it even more. <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it.
3: It's like you guys well, are speaking a foreign language here. Don't you guys listen to like Huey Lewis in the news or something like that?
0: Once in a while. <laughs> once in a while. GF, I know GF. GF's kind of an '80s yacht rock and '90s I'm gangster a, rap. Uh I don't know. GF's music catalog. Yeah.
1: GF, there are there are songs beyond the Back to the Future soundtrack. Okay. I, That's...
3: I don't know. You guys like Van Halen? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Jake, uh, we'll we'll put a, button, a bow on it here and bring it back to Husker basketball. You know, what do you how do you see the month of December <clears throat> playing out? Um, you know, like you said, we're all we're we're all this is a, this is a fan podcast, right? We're all homers, and uh, we're all we're all going to be true believers till the end. But um, you know, I think they've got a lot of good pieces to work with. I think they got what was it four guys averaging in double digit points. Yep. You know, I think they just kind of need to get, get back on track. So kind of what, what do you see for the month of December here? And, and how, you know, uh, how do you see the next few games playing out?
2: I mean, I, I think if you look, we have four games left in December. I mean, honestly, we have to finish four now. I mean, it sounds earlier this season that so many games left. We have 18 league games, 19, if you include uh, Michigan state, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta win uh, at home, protect home floor. Beat Michigan State to start on Sunday, and watching K State, they're up and down. They they got uh, went to overtime with Northern Alabama, uh, but they beat Nova, so they beat they they played very consistently. So I think we can knock them off uh, down in Manhattan, and then we got two cupcakes that just have to win. But you got to protect home floor. I mean, you look at yeah. at, at the conference slate where you you, you win um, eight or nine at home and go eight or nine um, and one at home. And then you got to win two or three on the road. And that's what makes you even more mad about that Minnesota loss. So that's one, you know, you're going through the schedule, uh, when it gets released, you go, that's a road game in conference that we can win and should win. And, you know, that, I hope it doesn't sneak up to bite us where, you know, if, if we get to 18, 19, 20 wins uh, before big 10 tournament time, and then we have that, that glaring loss, that could have kind of pushed us over the hump to potentially be a bubble team or get in the tournament. Yeah.
1: So actually your answer to that question made me think of another question. If you have time. Well, I have time. Great. Great. Well, I'm always curious kind of the the behind the scenes or, or the process, you know, that goes into like, you know, your, your job as, as the radio analyst. So I'm curious, you've always been a basketball guy, you know uh, you know, going back to when we were, we were kids. Uh, and so do you have to do a lot of homework um on sort of not just the Huskers, not just their opponents, but kind of what's going on in the college basketball scene? Or is this always just because you've always been a basketball guy, have you always watched a ton of basketball and you just kind of know what's going on or like, like how much, how much goes into prep for the games versus probably kind of like probably what you were already
2: doing. Right. I, I, good question. I would say the latter where okay, I mean, I'm just, I, when we're at home, I've got basketball on, especially in conference play where we all know all the players, especially when you get into mid-January or mid-February. There's not a lot of prep that goes into it because we've seen the teams. We're playing them twice. But the ones that you have to actually try to read up on, you know, um, Florida A&M. I mean, try to figure out where they're from. You, haven't been, fo- they're you haven't
1: been following Florida A&M this year? I, I have not. <laughs> the is Rattlers shame. is one of the what best mascots around.
2: Huh. But, I mean that's that's the thing. Those are the ones that are hard to prep for. Where, and and Kent does way more than I do. Where he's got a, especially with those those lower tier schools where they don't even have names in the back of their jerseys, he knows them by their number, and he watches a lot more film than what I do. But prep wise, I'm just watching hoops all the time and and watching the the landscape of college basketball. And then you know before like he was a Minnesota game. We get their their media packet a day or two before. Read that takes twenty minutes, and I'm ready to go. Kent's the one that has he builds a spotting board, and I bet it takes him for each one maybe five hours to do all the stats on it. Wow, I'm just I'm just guessing it could ah. take less, but he has a lot more prep than what I do. That's impressive.
1: Do you ever jump in and run with the guys?
3: Oh God,
2: like, no. <laughs> I weigh I, I weigh. I weigh 60 pounds more than I did my senior year in college. So no, God, well, no. at least at least look over zoom. It doesn't show. Hey, it's all, <laughs> it's all in the midsection. That's why my shoulders up. I'm golden.
1: I knew there was a reason that camera was to treat strategically <laughs> right. placed the way it was. That's right. <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time today, Jake, Matt, Jeff, do you guys have any other questions?
0: I got one. I got one thing for Jake. Cause I know he's a, he's a, yeah on the on the football side of things he's a common fan just like us i mean he's got a in kind of an inside seat to the basketball team but he's a football common fan well and this is this oh.
1: is actually you know this is technically a football podcast we actually got a special waiver special approval from the common fan board of directors yep. to even talk to you today jake so
2: very yeah, very exciting it, yeah did busy. the nca grant you a waiver cuz they're not insistent no, on that either
0: we got a well, waiver. The
1: yep, NCAA is
2: a whole separate issue. We can't really
1: get into that
3: right All now. That right, so was the yeah. college football industrial yeah. complex. I'll we'll <laughs> light you on that at another time.
2: Yeah, there you go.
0: So my my last thing for Jake is I need Jake. I want a way too early prediction for Nebraska football's record next season. Way oh, too early. True. You can uh, be on a record as one of the first. To- so you get it right. Okay, Come we on, are baby. going
2: to win. And I, I, is, is the schedule even out? That's how bad I am. I haven't even seen it, but. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. Yeah. Um,
3: we got U- yeah. USC, UCLA's on there. We got some good
2: teams. Okay, so. It'll be fun. I will say we win eight games next year. There Ooh. it is. I love
3: it. Love, <laughs> it. love it. Love
2: it.
1: Eight and four in the new Big Ten. You heard it here yeah.
2: first.
0: Yeah. Starting out now. seven and oh, and then kind of limp <laughs> to the finish line, but getting to a decent <laughs> bowl game. There you go. Yeah. yeah. To love it jake jake, yeah, jake. Are,
1: are you are you drinking the roulette jake are you are you are you in on coach rule
2: i mean i i like what he's doing i like his process and all that stuff if you want to get on all the cliches but i mean we didn't have near the penalties the turnover sucked yeah. um uh, but sure. um i'm i'm drinking the aid. yes yeah good wonderful good absolutely yeah. well uh
1: Nebraska basketball legend, even though he was 99 points short of a 1,000 in his career. <laughs> uh, Nebraska basketball legend, Lincoln Southeast legend, and current Husker radio analyst, Jake Muleheisen. Thank you so much for joining the Common fans. We really appreciate it. We will look for the uh, Husker Hoops team to get back on track on Sunday against Michigan State. Uh, you heard Jake, Common fans. He put out the call. Everybody get down to Get PDA. down there. Yet loud, help pull those Huskers across the finish line, help get them back on track. Um, uh, well, uh last chance, boys. Anything else, Jake? Yeah.
3: Just thanks for being a part of this. It's really awesome to have you, and as one, uh, I played intramural basketball for Pius. I think I have two points to my name, so it's <laughs> awesome to speak to another distinguished athlete like yourself. So yeah, thank
1: likewise, you. Likewise, I think that two points hit hit the over for you, pal. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it was. It was actually a three pointer, but the ref called my foot on the line. I was pissed. Uh, you they didn't
1: go to the replay? <laughs> they didn't you they go review it? Yeah. That one's that one's still waking you up at night. Oh,
0: we is. didn't. We didn't have review at the time at Flavin Gym over there at Six Thousand A Street for intramurals. Jake
1: oh all right uh thanks so much as always common fans Uh, get out and support the huskers on sunday gbr for life